What's up, everybody? It's your Draft Queens, Kate and Michelle. Good morning, Michelle. Happy Monday. Michelle, it's a fucking Monday. It's a fucking Monday. You know I'm grumpy pants right now on the microphone, okay? <laughs> this is how I'm going to start the show. Not to bring everybody I mean, down, but it's a grumpy Monday morning for your girl. Well, at least you're being open and honest about it because normally you're very uh, peppy on Monday morning. So you know what? It, you can't win them all. No. You can't win them all. No, you can't. No, it had nothing to do with my weekend. My weekend was great. I'm very curious how yours was. Um, but I went to the beach... I uh, went golfing. I went to a museum. I took some time off from work. Like, everything should have, be hunky-dory this morning, yeah, you right? Yeah, you have no actual excuses to be grumpy. So I think you need to just, like, think about the good things. Think about how great Draft Queens That's is. Right. And, That's right. And just manifest some positivity over there. You're absolutely right. The only thing bringing me down is that my internet is slow today and my computer fan is on and I cannot figure out why. And technology... Even though we work on a podcast, what, what's going on? What's happening? Look, this is this is why we do a sports podcast. Kate. Right. Every everybody's computer has a bad day too. Yours just happens mm-hmm. to be right now. Mm-hmm. I can't be too grumpy at my computer forever. So anyway, um, this is going to turn everything around because it is the huddle, and this is yeah. the best way to restart. Exactly. You know, did you ever have one of those stupid little posters in your room growing up that was like, if you wake up on the wrong side of the bed? get back in and get out on the I, right side. I honestly never had one of those. No, I more had like sync posters and oh, Derek yeah. Jeter posters. That was really my style. Well, Maybe like a, a Gwen Stefani, no doubt poster. There was a lot of sports and music on my walls. Not no. No, affirma- no affirmations. I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> no, I had like, I feel like as a kid kid, I had um, sports and music as well and then when I got into high school I thought I was super cool and I had like live laugh love and like stupid affirmations and things that I peppered into the room and now I just am a grumpy old lady so you know what it's totally you should be grumpy with your young self for having live laugh love but you know what it's okay you're you're owning up to it which which a lot of people can't do so at at least you're honest live laugh love everybody this Monday morning please Speaking of live, laugh, love. Are you going to use this as a segue for real? Oh, of course I am. Speaking of live, laugh, love, uh, of course we're going to get into all of the headlines that you should know and want to talk about. However, I wanted to know, since you are our local correspondent, if you had any (laughs) updates, feelings, emotions, insights about live golf versus PGA. Oh my God. See how I did that? See how I did that? You're ridiculous, first of all, but that was a 10 out of 10. 10 10 out out of 10, 10, baby. I just let that one fly off the tongue all on my own. 10 out of 10. You're welcome, everyone. 10 out of 10 podcast host, everybody. 10 out of 10. (laughs) And guess what? You're not grumpy anymore. No, I'm not. Actually, that that turned everything around. Thank you for that. Um, Let's see. Developments with Live Golf. Um, There have been a lot of, not too many concrete developments as of today although I will say um that Patrick Reed who if you're not familiar with first of all if you're not familiar with live golf it is the new competitor to the PGA and please you also haven't been listening or you haven't been listening queens because Kate really loves to talk about we talk about it every Monday so just go in addition to her golf rounds yeah that's right go back and listen to a couple huddles if you haven't heard about live golf we cover it all um The latest development that I've seen since we last were on the mic last Wednesday is that Patrick Reed, who is now a converted member from PGA and has defected to Live Golf, 
Um, he was one of the first couple of people who were more notable names, quote unquote, to join. Um, do you know his deal? Do you know like his reputation? I don't. I don't. This is why I have to ask you. This is why I'm almost making this a new staple in the huddle. If there's not a particular headline that I add, I need to know from you what's going on. Oh, yeah, I will. I'll tell you. So the biggest thing that's is happened is Patrick Reed, who is very notably kind of like the villain of golf. Uh Aha. Okay. Okay. Like he's a true tried and true villain. He like scar from the lion king 100 percent scar from the lion king yeah maybe maybe worse because his reputation is just being a total jerk off and also (laughs) his wife who i saw when i went to a live the live golf tournament in new jersey um his wife is notorious for being also like a d-bag so she'll follow him around the course and I have a good anecdote about this, but I'll keep it extremely quick. Um, she'll follow him around the course and be yelling at people in her way. And she <laughs> screams from the side like she's perfect for live golf. It's just oh, reckless okay. debauchery. And <laughs> I confirmed that with one of the um, groundskeepers slash volunteers at live golf when I went to the tournament. Because, of course, you made friends. Made a friend with a guy who was at the... I think it was like one of the final holes. I forget which one. And he was just standing around. You get to chatting. We've had 75 high noons. Like at that point, it's like you start (laughs) gabbing with everybody. And this volunteer at the tournament was like, oh, yeah, have you seen Patrick Reed's wife? I said, no. Um, So he points her out. She's right over there. And he was talking about how the days before she literally like used him to get like to a certain hole and he like <laughs> carted her over and she's like, all right, bye. See you later. And had promised to like let him in and show him around. Nope. She nope. seems to be, she just seems to be a lone wolf and also not very likable either. Very interesting. But the latest oh. news with Patrick Reed is that he has like a whole lawsuit that he's filing against the PGA and that's sparking a lot of new, new news and new drama. So there's your well, update. Kate, I always appreciate your live versus PGA updates. Um, we did promise that we would continue to talk about this, and we're just keeping yeah. our promise before we get the headlines. Okay, because we're talking about golf. Yes. Real quick, what was your last golf score on a nine or an eighteen hole round? I just, we, I'm going to start throwing this into our episodes because yeah. you know what, we're we're starting to get a little better, so I think we're just going to throw it out there sometimes. Great, that sounds good. So I played nine at a local course in New Jersey, uh, and I think I closed my round with a 48 or a 49, and it was like same, very same. Yeah, it's probably. I need to stick there and then start to yeah. work on my small game. Like my putting, I three putt everything. That's the real issue here. You gotta go, gotta go play some mini golf or something. I'm actually going this next weekend, so I will work on it. <laughs> well, there, I will work. There on you it. go. Okay. Well, not that we need to talk all about our golf rounds, but you know what? That's just what Kate and I like to discuss on Monday. We're morning, a golf so. podcast now. Surprise! Pop up <laughs> surprise. So, so there you have it. Um, spoiler alert: We've been talking a lot about golf anyway, so uh, you know people already know that. Anyway, yeah. anyway, back to your reg- regularly scheduled programming. Indeed. 60, 60 seconds on the old iPhone timer for us to read 
some headlines for y'all that, uh, you know, you may or may not be aware of. Okay, I should probably pull up the headlines in order to read them, shouldn't I? Uh, that, I mean, unless you've memorized them, then that would be extremely impressive on this Monday morning. I could probably, like, go off the cuff with some headlines that I read this week. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, there are certain things we have to script for you, Kate. This is one I got of them. this. I got this. Okay, I've got 60 seconds on the old iPhone clock When I count Ready. you down, Michelle, you take this first headline, and let's see if we can get through all nine, shall we? Ready to do it. All right. In three, two, one, huddle. The Big Ten completes a seven-year, $7 billion media rights agreement with Fox, CBS, and NBC. LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers agree to a two-year, $97.1 million extension that includes a three-year player option. The Green Bay Packers' young wide receivers meet with their QB after Aaron Rodgers' rant. The Cincinnati Bengals' quarterback Joe Burrow says his appendix is ruptured, prompting surgery. Oh, Joey. The NBA avoids scheduling regular season games on Election Day. The Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson is now suspended 11 games and fined up to $5 million. U.S. Open champions are to get $2.6 million. Total compensation for tennis major hits $60 million this year. The Texas Rangers fire their president of baseball operations, Don Di- John Daniels, in five seconds. The Seattle Storm's Brianna Stewart is the first two-time winner of the AP's WNBA Player of the Year. Woo! Ah, right in time, <laughs> baby. That's a buzzer, buzzer beater if I've ever heard buzzer one. Buzzer beater. Buzzer beater. Do you know what I feel about the headlines? And maybe this is just like a general like thing about sports. I feel like, give or take, every week, like 30%, if not more, of what we talk about has to do with millions and billions of dollars. Yeah. So there's clearly an underlying theme. And it's it's like that or someone getting fired or suspended. <laughs> I, yeah. I, like we have to find, have to find more uplifting headlines. No, we had some. The last two weeks were super juicy, so it actually feels kind of good that we're just like reading the, reading the the compensation and well, actually, there's one super juicy headline in here. Um, I didn't know that Joe Burrow's appendix ruptured as I was reading it. I know it's very sad, but you know Is what? He okay. It He'll be okay. He'll have to get his appendix removed. Uh, lots of people go through that. Hey, better that it happens now before football season starts. during the season. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, you know, like, I think it's a pretty regular surgery. Mm-hmm. I am no doctor, but I think it's a pretty regular surgery that happens. I'm sure it must, like, really hurt, though, because I feel I've like... Heard, yeah, I've heard that, like, leading up to it, it's, like, excruciating pain. And it's just, like, a lot of times... There's no signs of it. It just like comes like a bat out of hell. Yeah, that's exactly what. So I had a former coworker who said she thought she was just having like really bad cramps in her side. And then all oh. of a sudden one day it was like unbearable. Like heal like over you have pain. to go. You have to go get it taken care of like yeah. immediately. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Oh, that's my, what poor she had said. <gasps> my poor Your Joey. My poor Joey. Joey. Please look out for him, would you? My poor Joey. Um, okay. We love Joe, obviously. There are two people's names on this list, three actually, uh, people that I don't love nearly as much, if at all, yeah, tell uh, me. compared to how much I love Joe Burrow. Um, LeBron James, like overit.com and then some. Two mm. years, 97.1 million. Like, yeah. I, I just, I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm over it. 
I'm sorry. But you but have I never am. liked LeBron James. Like, this is a no. known fact on the show. It is a known fact on the show. It is a known fact IRL in my life. People get into fights with me about it all the time. I don't care. I don't, I like, I don't like him. I don't know, I know. why. There's just, I, I think, well, I do know why. That's totally a lie. I don't like him because of the thing that he did when he decided to do the decision. I of which know. I've I nev- know. You I've don't like the decision. over it. I just can't move past it. Wait, I can you tell the listeners, can't. for those of whom have not heard this story, because we talk about it like once a year, but tell them why you don't it like LeBron whole, James. It was the whole thing when like LeBron was leaving Cleveland and it was a whole big deal because of how much Cleveland loved him and he loved Cleveland, et cetera, et cetera. And like, instead of a normal fucking athlete, because many athletes change teams, instead of a normal athlete, this guy decided that he had to do like a whole television special interview mm-hmm. BS thing just to announce what team he was going to go play for. And I'm just like, <laughs> This is asinine. Like, people get traded, become free agents, leave teams, move teams, like, on the reg in in sports. Why is this guy doing a television show about it? And I've never gotten over it. I just can't get over it. I just can't. Well, like, I know that firsthand because we've been doing this show for years, and it comes up every basketball season. Every basketball season. Well, and now I'm just even more annoyed because, like, he's still playing, uh, like, I mean, here's the thing I will say about LeBron before people come and at me. I'm not suggesting that he's bad at basketball or a bad basketball player. Not saying that at all. He's extremely talented. Mm -hmm. The guy's incredible. I just have never been able to get over that. And so I always have like a chip on my shoulder about him. I just, I'm sorry, but I, I... It's a grudge I just can't move on from. Okay, well, I've got it. I've got a grudge that I think is... Not to say that your (laughs) grudge is not warranted... But I just want to call attention to, because we have to talk about it, but not for too long, because this guy's a piece of shit. But um, (laughs) Deshaun Watson now being suspended 11 games rather than five Uh, and fined $5 million. What a stupid, what a stupid slap on the wrist. Well, here's the thing. Like, yes, I agree with you. Okay, fine. You you upped the amount of games that he he should be suspended for. We've talked about this on other, other episodes. There are guys that have faced... Far less Mm -hmm. uh, accusations or whatnot and have been drilled to be out of the season for an entire season. Yes. So like 11 games to me still isn't enough. Also, as I was saying at the beginning of this, we're always throwing around these pie in the sky, crazy ass numbers that these athletes make. Five million dollars? Five million dollars? He sneezes and five million dollars comes out his nose. Like he doesn't care. He doesn't care. It's fucking Look, stupid. I'm, all, I'm also extra annoyed about this because this isn't like a smoke weed, drunk drive. Yeah. I'm not I'm not condoning those things, but I'm just saying it's not that allegation. It's not that issue. It's not that. It's the fact that like two dozen women came out against him in a manner of sexual misconduct. So like there is... Here's the other thing. When you talk about that and it's two women talking about sports here, I'm not sure that there's ever going to be a punishment that's going to feel enough. There's not. Remove this jerk off from the league. What is the fucking issue here? Why is he getting a hall pass? I'm like, I, I know that I started by saying I'm grumpy, but like, here we are again. I'm grumpy again. Now I'm back in grumpy mode. Um, it's just, there's no, you're right, Michelle, though. Like all jokes aside, there's no punishment just... that is enough. 
It's ruining no. people's lives, and it's a horrible, horrible representation for the National Football League. Despicable. I agree. I agree. I think as much as we love football and we talk about it, that also means that we're extra sensitive and extra uh, opinionated about how these things are handled. Mm. As two women that like football, I don't care. And I don't care if we're about opinionated it. about it because every time no, this no, no, comes I'm up, I'm saying that's why we are, and 100%. we are football fans. Yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? I love and it's that just, about us. <laughs> it's sh- it's shit to, to 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 see this stuff. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe something that will make you feel a yeah. little bit better because yes. I know you love to talk <laughs> shit about. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, let's go. Um, let's go. So have so so uh, obviously we're in NFL training camp. New players getting used to each other, mm-hmm. etc. Yep. yep. Um, Aaron Rodgers has definitely lost some of his players. He is working with some newer, younger wide receivers, and mm-hmm. he expressed mm-hmm. some frustration with the group. Wow. Um, last week, and they're as. <laughs> It sounds like there's just like a little bit of like rumblings. I, I think that from what I've seen and heard, like Aaron Rodgers isn't really the best at uh, relationships or communication. And so he, <laughs> you think? he he's, oh my God. So he sort of like was very outspoken, uh, you know, saying that like there's a lot of dropped balls, there's a lot of bad route decisions, they're running the wrong routes, we gotta get better. Truth be told, as much as I don't love Aaron Rodgers, that's not such a crazy thing to say. I mean, like, eh, whatever. But it's kind of like he does have some vets on the team: Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard, mm-hmm. and, yes, and I think yes. I think he, I think it's just rubbing people the wrong way, um, which is just you know I think he's notorious for that. Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly true. That's exactly right. Um, it just it's very Aaron Rodgers of him. Uh, it's true. But I guess, but to his defense, the only thing I will say is that he is the basically like the captain of the team. He is oh, helming yeah, the ship. Sure. So in this case, sure. his bedside manner may be poor, I would presume. But I think yeah. the the talking to for young wide receivers needing to meet his expectation and standard is probably warranted. But maybe in, maybe in lesser terms or nicer bed manner from him. I was going to say, you know what? You're, you're probably not going to get nicer bedside manner, but hopefully it was met with conversations where maybe he's giving them some some practical things that they could do to get better as the captain and leader of the team. That's what you hope is happening like behind the closed doors, yes. which, you know what? I'm sure it is. He just He's just the way he is. You know what he I mean? He is the way he is, and I don't think there's any changing him. Um, um, sounds what like, else do you want to chat about here? Well, I was going to say, I think that in, apparently there were some uh, there were some rubs also in the Texas Rangers organization, which, by the way, I feel like I haven't talk about, talked about the Texas Rangers since, like, A-Rod was moving from the Rangers to the Yankees. I know. I don't think you talk about the Rangers a lot in general. I agree with you. Also, speaking of A-Rod going to the Yankees, have you watched The Captain yet? No, I haven't. Girl, I'm sorry. put it I'm sorry. on your list of things to do so that we can discuss it further. In my humble opinion, A-Rod has way too much fucking camera time on a show about Derek Jeter. Really? But I will let you watch it. Um, He's got a lot of free time now that uh, yes, J- he does. J-Lo J- Affleck J-Lo is, him. Yeah, is busy. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think there's been a lot of moves uh, in the MLB as of late. Coaches have been fired. Obviously, we're talking about this firing. I mean, look, you get to the halfway point in the season. Your team either has it or doesn't have it, and they got to start making changes. So, 
uh, like you just said, you you just said it in so many words. Nobody talks about the Texas Rangers, so clearly they got to make some moves over there. Yeah, it sounds like it. So sorry, President of Baseball Operations, John Daniels. I don't know what that job is, but um, sounds like he's not with the Rangers anymore. I would love to be the president of baseball operations. If anyone is listening to this and is looking to hire, maybe not the Texas Rangers. I don't want to move to Houston. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I'm just saying. Or to Dallas. I don't want to move to Texas. But I would love to be. Where are uh, they in uh, Texas? Uh, Real actually, talk, you know I do I, not know. I actually think that they're in Arlington. If I'm, if I let's look. Here. Oh my god, I hope you're right because I have no clue. I have no clue I think where the Rangers Texas play. Texas Rangers. This is what Arlington. That's what they're in Arlington. What is okay. Arlington? Okay, well now we play we're a Choctaw into, Stadium between. Now we're turning into a geography uh, podcast. Well, I gotta tell you, I'm going to Dallas this week for work, and maybe I'll uh-huh. stop by. I'm asking because maybe I'll drop by. Choctaw Stadium. Maybe you're going to have to. It's smack in the middle of Fort Worth and Dallas. Okay. Well, then it was worth all of this geography lesson. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Last but not least, yes. um, we are getting ready for the U.S. Open Championships in New York for tennis, which is always a very exciting time yeah. here in New York. Um, the tournament will start, I believe, at the end of this month. That's right, uh, if, if memory August, serves, yes. August 29th at good old Billie Jean King National Tennis Center mm-hmm. in Queens. Yep. We love a little homegrown tennis tournament. I thought this one was interesting because it. you and I were talking about this um, a couple of weeks ago when the Live Golf thing first started. Yep. And I was thinking, oh, like tennis is kind of similar to that too. Like there's a lot of people that you know, play. And if you win, you get the purse. So I just, this one caught my attention, not because upping it, you know, they, they're upping it, but I'm just wondering if they're publicizing this more so that they don't end up in a situation like what's going on in golf right now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a, it's a good thing to presume. And I also, like we said last week, I'm just very curious that whether whatever this draw is in terms of compensation, but also being Serena's last tournament, ostensibly for the moment, we have our own right. conspiracy theories, but right. for the moment, <laughs> uh, this is her retirement tour. So I think um, it's going to be a U.S. Opens for the books. That's for sure. Yeah. So this is interesting. It, players receive $80,000 for making the main draw, AKA, like getting ranked and getting on the board for the first okay. round. Okay. And and one hundred and twenty one thousand dollars for w- reaching the second round, um, in addition it, to the eighty. Um, I don't know how any of this works, so these may be very stupid sure. questions. I'm not sure, actually. I'm not sure, but it also says that players will earn almost quote close to half a million dollars for reaching the quarterfinals and over seven hundred thousand dollars for being a semifinalist, mm. and then. If you're the runner-up, aka you lose in the final, you get 1.3 million. If you win, you get 2.6 million. So, I guess it's all to say like, you you show up, you make the draw, and you get paid, even just for like making the board, which is yeah. not what happens in golf. And maybe that's exactly why I think they're publicizing this. Maybe I've never paid attention to it before. Maybe they've never talked about it. But I think probably with all the shit going on. With the PGA, you know, mm-hmm. the the mm-hmm. U.S. Tennis Association is very similar to the PGA. So I think they're probably like, Getting hey, ahead of this. Hey, yeah, we're paying everybody. You don't want to start live tennis or anything? <laughs> I don't know. I should talk to my husband. Maybe he'll want to. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I could see them <laughs> wanting to hurry up and get ahead of that, though. Yes, that's yeah, really exactly, smart. Yeah, exactly. Smart. Well, 
Kate, I think we managed to turn your frown upside down on this Monday morning huddle. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. I needed this frown turned upside down. I'm feeling much better. Uh, and I needed this. This is always my favorite way to start any day, uh, specifically Mondays, but any day would be great for the huddle. So thank you, Michelle. Would you like to tell everyone what we are discussing on Wednesday's episode of Drafts on Drafts? I absolutely would. So as we're nearing again, every week we are ramping further and further towards the regular season of the NFL. Um, so we will be talking on Wednesday over a ice cold beer. Um, we will be talking about the AFC conference breakdowns. We'll be talking about the East, the West, the North, the South, and ranking our favorites of who is going to make it through their specific divisions. And then do a little friendly wager at the end here where I think, Michelle, we're going to play some bets on who goes to the Super Bowl. Repping the AFC like every year. Oh, boy. Well, tune in Wednesday. And a friendly reminder, if you didn't listen last week, we did position breakdowns for every important fantasy position. Go back, listen, mock draft. Get yourselves ready. Yeah.